0: In case you don't know what you're feeling this morning, that's the presence of God. The love of God is the same thing as the presence of God. I want to start off this morning by apologizing to the the praise team Sorry, this morning. I think they felt like I was being rigid in what, in what I wanted to, to do this morning and accomplish. And I, and I wanted God to flow. And I, think that, and I know He did. So much so that, I, you know, I told them, I, I just want what to happen. I want it to be God's will in this place this morning. So much so that I just, I said, cut the little videos that I had at the beginning, and I'm probably going to cut half of what I was going to say today. Because I feel like moving right straight on in in what really really God has for this place this morning. Now let me see where in my notes that I've got to start. Because we're talking about truth this morning is what I want to talk about. And truth to some people is different than mm-hmm. truth. Your truth is different than my truth potentially. But is there there some absolute truths? Growing up, all I heard was truth. This is truth coming from the pulpit. And throughout the ages, the church taught truth. And some people were were burned at the stake because their truth ended up being different than what the truth of the church was. Did y'all know that? There's people killed for heresies that we now believe as truth. So I put a quotation around truth a lot of times. But you can't argue with what you felt in here this morning. You can't argue with that. I was going to talk about not building your your foundation with God on a with a house of cards because if you you build it on something and you pull that one card out that you might find out later that may not you know you may be at this one revelation at this point and God gives you something else that might take you to a next point. Well if you've built everything on that one thing and you pull it out everything comes crashing on you. I've spent I've spent my whole life worrying about what true truth is. Because I've had a lot of those those cards pulled out over the years. But I want to tell you Even the disciples struggled with the words that Jesus said when He was here. They had one truth in mind, and He was saying other things. He did things that they thought were opposite of what their truth was. You know, and I've come to the conclusion, you may disagree with me, this is my truth, okay? My truth is, God did that on purpose. It was a purposeful thing that we had a written document that now we go back to and we're studying. We've got all these translations that that we're coming back to. We're trying to find what what that if that verse, you know, if what we have written. Well, now we find out this verse was not really in the original canon that was that was you know, however many hundreds of years ago, they decided, I, I think it was on purpose. Because if we had, if we could rely on something written down, we wouldn't go directly to the source, which was God, Jesus. If we, if we, if we had a, pe- a document, which I'm saying some people do this, that the the, the Bible is almost like a God to them. Even Jesus told the Pharisees in John 5.39, He said, You are busy analyzing the Scriptures, pouring over them, hoping to gain eternal life. Everything you read points to Me, yet you still refuse to come to Me so I can give you the life you're looking for, eternal life. felt like you know my whole life i poured over scripture to find life and didn't actually go to the life giver and you can you can ask anybody here that knows me well i love the bible as much as anybody in this place more so probably i'll just say i love it more than anybody in here but that's not my source I figured out a few years ago that if I made that my source, that somebody was going to pull a card out and things were going to come crashing down. So we're looking for eternal life. We have to go to the giver of that eternal life. And in John 17, Jesus said this, Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So I'm not saying let's quit analyzing Scripture. Let's analyze them so we can see where it's pointing. But let's go to where it's pointing to and let's find eternal life, which is what? Knowing God and knowing Jesus. That is what we're after. So I've come to this conclusion that for truth to be truth to me, and I feel like the same thing would, would be for you, that you have to experience that truth, similar to what we just experienced just a few minutes ago. You could say something's true. We, we've said this multiple times here from Brian has said it so many times. You could say it's true. You could quote it. You can defend it, but until you experience the results of the truth, you don't know it. In your knower, like Brian likes to say, you don't know it until you've experienced it. Similar to sitting down in that chair, that thing could have fell to the floor when you sat down in it. You had faith that it was going to hold you up, but you didn't know it till you sit down in it. So. How do we how do we do that? How do we sit down and know it? That's that's the question. So what I want to do for a second is I want to share a couple of scriptures that that I have come to make a foundation on that I build everything from that if these things aren't true then everything I live for is is nothing. These scriptures this is how I live my life. This is where this is where I base everything on. And not because they're words because I've experienced them. The first set, Matthew 22, 36 through 40. No matter what anybody tells you, this is the greatest. Jesus said it love God and love others. Not just saying you love God and love others, but doing it. The next one 1 John 4 7 through 8. And you're going to notice like a little connection with all these verses and probably connection from from the songs that we sang at the beginning of the service. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So let's put first these two together. If we don't love, we don't know God. God is love. So my whole view of God has to come through love. My whole knowing of God has to come through love. Showing love to others is experiencing God. God and i didn't know we were going to do that this morning show the love of god that way my next one is in romans 8 there's two separate ones in romans 8 romans 8:28 8, to start off remember we're talking about truths your foundations And And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. God is love. If we love God, we know God. If we love God, all things work for our good because of the love of God. How much more do you need? Now the last one. Romans 8.35. Let's cap it off here. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? That is written... anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord here's my foundation God is love if we love God we know God if we love God all things work for our good and nothing can separate us from the love of God Love others because God is love. You don't don't need any more of that. You don't need any other scripture than that. Really? You don't. And what's knowing God? Eternal life. You know, we all, we all struggle with different things in our life. And tell me if I'm wrong, but for me, it seems to be there's there's like certain things that you struggle with more than more than others. There's things that Brent I don't think Brent struggles with anything, just <laughs> but with, I struggle with different things than, than Aaron struggles with than Alex struggles with I know you guys struggle with that Brent, not so much <laughs> so I, I'll just be a little bit vulnerable with you guys this morning there's two, there's two things that I feel like that I struggle with more than, more than anything else in my life and one of them is hard to kind of define. Religion was one of the things that I struggled with, and the, the way we grew up, how strict it was, and how we we didn't we didn't feel like a lot of times that we that we were going to make it to heaven if we were to die that night. Like we never felt like we measured up to anything. I mean, I even had. You know, as a kid, struggled with uh, stomach ulcers and things like that just from the worry of that kind of stuff. So I think that's what drove me in life to study as much as, as I have. The other thing, and you probably won't believe this, the other thing that I have I've had anxiety over for most of my life is money, and you know, a lot of, a lot of people have, have anxiety over money. But but God, I believe God does something special with things that you have, these, these things that you struggle with. I think those specific things is where he can meet you and show you his love in those particular things that you struggle with. So what did he do? He makes me talk to people about money every day of my life. <laughs> I'm a CPA, in case anybody doesn't know. <laughs> um, and then, all my life, I've I just been a I just gorge on reading religious things, religion and history and that kind of stuff. And if you were to look at my my Kindle on my phone and the books that I have at home, you'll that that you'll see this that every one of them is either about provision, money. Things like that, or religion. I mean, I've been on a kick. I hope this don't offend anybody, but I've been on a kick here lately. Been reading and listening to a lot of podcasts of atheist Bible scholars because I want to see everybody's side. I want to see their position and where, where they come from. But let me tell you, if you don't have if you don't have a, a, a foundation in love, some of this stuff can can pull those cards out from under you. So I said all that to say um, God meets us in those weaknesses and that's where he can show his love to you more than any other place. And I'm convinced that's why we're made imperfect on this earth because that's the only way, if everything went right with you every day, how could you experience that love of God, that drawing in and that closeness from God without those things? And we, and we run, if we see something bad, we turn around and we run as completely away from it as we can. We don't, we don't want any anxiety, we, and I'm talking for myself. I just want to live the perfect life and not ever feel the... But I realize that I can feel His love the most in those places. And I think he designed it like that. Well, I know he designed it like that, or else it wouldn't be that way. So I want to I ask Emily to come. She's God gave her something last week in, in church when, when Brian was um, teaching last week, and I want her to read what, what she has um, if she don't mind coming.
1: 13 just a portion of it love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it's not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres And I know most of us love that verse. It's preached a lot in weddings. Hear it over and over. Honestly, I've heard it so much. It's just really nothing for me. Because I'm a fighter. I'm not a lover. That's how God made me. If you need to go to battle, you pick me. Because we may not win the first time, but we're going to step back, formulate a plan, and next time we're going to get them. That's just my personality. And then I came from a church that was set, just a set of rules. Rules after rules after rules, and I was very good at following rules. I'm very good at it, Um, but there was no love. So no love, it was a lot of anger. Leave church angry, and then one time we left church and I said, Bill, what is all this about? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we going to church and leave mad? And it wasn't just me, it was the majority of congregation. Like, this makes no sense. I don't believe we're just here on earth to follow all these rules to be good enough to get to heaven. Because why did He give us this? Why i got to know why I'm on earth. Because I don't believe He just put us here to suffer just to make it to heaven. That's not a God of love to me. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And I'm still figuring it out. But last week... When Brian was reading in the mirror, I don't know why. I just said, I want to see what the mirror says about 1 Corinthians 13. So I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love is a fortress where everyone feels protected rather than exposed. Love is persistent. Love believes. Love never loses hope and always remains constant in contradiction. So I'm just going to read my notes. Let me be the first to admit that this is a far scripture for me. I know it's everyone's favorite, but let's be real. It's hard to love. Truly love like this. We want to be given this love, but it's hard to be the giver. I've always been blessed to have this example daily. Probably because God knew I needed it the most than others. My husband exudes this love. I'm not saying this to lift him up. Everyone that knows him... No, he's always had the spirit. Our youngest son has the spirit also. It's very humbling to watch. Most of the time, I'm awed by their display of loving others. I've never seen anything like it. You can come to him with an issue, and he bears it on him. And it's just amazing to see it. You come to me with an issue, I'll we'll fix it for you, but I'm not going to bear it. I'm gonna to go to battle with him and fix it, but he really feels empathy like I've never seen. Nate's the same way. The mirror translation screamed this verse at me Sunday, so let's break it down. Love is a fortress, fortress where everyone feels protected rather than exposed. We all know that someone that struggles with with an issue we don't we cannot understand. Maybe someone we felt that had it all figured out and let us down. Does that person deserve our love? The love that is a fortress where they feel protected rather than exposed? Wow, I want to be that person. Love is persistent. Love believes. Love never loses hope and always remains constant in contradiction. Love never loses hope. You remember David in the Bible? David the one after God's own heart. David the one who had his friend murdered because he cheated with his wife. Oh, we love David's story. We enjoy knowing David failed, but God still used him. Love never loses hope. God never doubted David's ability or calling. He still loved him. Can we love never losing hope in our friend, our sister, our brother that let us down? Can we remain persistent and constant Can we stop waiting for all of this, for all of us to get to heaven to love and rejoice when we're all perfect? Can we bring a little heaven down to earth and show love now? That's what he gave me. Come on. It's so good.
0: Good I appreciate that. I really do. I didn't have her read that because I knew she was going to say those good things. But actually, actually, God gave me that gift. That's not that's not a place where I struggle with. That God leads me there. And that I. That I actually get the get the knowing of of God in. If you want to look at what true love is, love is I know this is cliche. Love is a verb. It's doing something. That's that's true love. I can feel it all day. But when she takes action on it, that's where it really matters, and that's where she meets God in the action of love. That's that's what it means. That's what Jesus meant when the greatest commandment was love God and love others. Not just to say, I feel your pain. Let's do something when we feel the pain. That's experiencing God. Not just you experiencing God, but you experienced God this morning. But I'm going to tell you, Brenn experience God as well by telling you that. Wow. That's a good word, So I know that's how Emily experiences God. She thinks that she struggles with love, but she actually really is the one that shows the love. And not only that, but I'm a little bit partial, but when she sings, I feel the frequency, I don't have to know how to say it except for the frequency of the love of God that comes from her when she sings. And in fact, I wanna get her and Dez to come back and let's get ready to sing a, a couple more songs. Because um, I because I want to do something special at the for the end of this this service, I want I want everybody to have an experience with God today and experience the love of God today. I want you to leave knowing that God loves you, you know how to love God and experience Him. So, before before we sing, there's there's two songs, okay, that I I want to get into. But I don't want this just to be a singing to you. I I want to tell you these words before we get there. So you can sing these words to God. Okay, this first one it was never sung, never sung, but we're going to do it. It's called "Love Changes Everything," and here's the words. And I want when we do this, I want I want you not right now. Don't close your eyes now. Keep looking at me when we do this. I want everybody to close their eyes because what we're going to do, we're going to use something called faith this morning. Do you know what? What does the Bible say faith is? What's the scripture? What's the? I've got it written down here. Where is it at? Hebrews eleven. Yeah, faith is. Yep, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is? What substance do you have? And I might have said this before to y'all. What is the substance of of something you hope for and the evidence of something you you can't see? That substance is right there. We we call it imagination, but when you say imagination in church, you know, people think fantasy or, or something like that. But how do you think God speaks to you? I mean... You don't, I mean, some people might, but I don't see him appear right there and hear words coming out of his mouth going into my eardrums, you know, hitting the, the bones in the eardrums and then going, and you know, going to my head. That's not the way it happens. It happens in your imagination. So that, that's right. That's your faith at work. So we're going to use our faith this morning and imagine that God is sitting right there in front of you and you're saying these words to Him. So here's the words to the first song. Lord, You spoke those words so tenderly. You love me. You love me. You love me. We're going to say that over again a couple of times. You're saying it to God. And then then here's here's the... the part that like, just gets me every time. You're taking me by the hand again, giving me the strength to dance again. Your love changes everything. Your love changes everything. And if you if you sing those words to him, you're gonna experience something that you never done. I'm not gonna say everybody will, because some people have struggled with their with, with doing this. But if you'll just give this a shot, I believe you can experience God. And if you say, oh, that's just in my mind, okay. It's in your mind. That's God, that's the way He talks to us. And then the next one is like my favorite song on, on earth. And, and, and Emily's been singing it, and I've, it, it just tears me up every time. It's called The More I Seek You. The words are, the more I seek you, the more I find you. And as you sing that, believe that you're seeking You're going to find him. The more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe. And feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. So we'll, we'll move from one song to the other. And I want this to be a prayer from you to God. And just he, I mean, imagine He's right there because He is right there. He's, he's always with us. He's right there. So sing, it, sing these words to Him and experience the love of God. And once we once we get through it once we have our experience with God, then we're gonna worship in the song and and you know whatever whatever God leads after that. We're just gonna do that, okay? All right. Let's start off with that first song. Just close your eyes. You whatever you feel like doing, I, I say I'll always do this better when I'm sitting down and I just relax and close my eyes and just imagine God right there. Just whatever feels more comfortable with you, okay? I just want you to experience the love of God this morning. That's my goal.